the only way to fully process and heal from a heartbreak or from a breakup is to go through the pain. Welcome to the Date With Confidence podcast, a place to come for dating advice, support and stories that will either fill you with hope or relief that your dating experience wasn't as bad as it could have been. With practical episodes that will provide you with easy to implement tips to help you feel confident AF on your next date, alongside lighthearted catch-ups where your host Rebecca, that's me by the way, shares her own experience dating after four years of the single life. You are guaranteed to end each episode feeling less alone in your dating struggles, empowered to never settle again, and confident that the best is yet to come. And if it all falls to shit, there's a special first season dedicated to breakups. You are welcome, my friend. Subscribe, review, and share with your single friends. This is probably one of my favourite topics because I'm a big self-care advocate anyway, but I feel like we have to up the self-care a notch when we are experiencing a breakup or any crappy time. So specifically, when you're going through a breakup, I feel like everything kind of falls to shit. Depending on the impact of the breakup, the level of the breakup that you're going through. But there were times for me where I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to wake up in the morning because... I knew that as soon as I opened my eyes, the reality of the relationship being over would come to me and I just couldn't handle it. So self-care was definitely something that I had to force myself to do. I had to force myself to look after myself, to eat, to drink enough, to do the basics. And what I want to cover really is like the basic self-care that you need plus the glamorous self-care to do as well just to make yourself feel better in general so before we talk about self-care what I really want to say is that it's okay to be sad like give yourself permission to be sad like not just I feel a bit sad today but fully heartbroken emotional hysterical depressed like give yourself permission to let those feelings come out they're not fun feelings nobody likes experiencing them but if you don't let them out they will stay buried until some point things will just pile on top pile on top pile on up on top and then there will come a point where you will just explode with emotion and that might be anger it might be being really upset it might be I don't know any anything but there will come a point if you don't let these feelings out that they will build up and the blowout will be so much worse than if you just experience them in the moment I also want to say from my own experience the only way to fully process and heal from a heartbreak or from a breakup is to go through the pain. The quicker you can allow yourself to feel the feelings, to be sad, to feel the emotions, the quicker you'll be able to come out of the other side of it. And that's from two comparisons. So my first big breakup, which I've spoken about on the podcast before, but my first big breakup was when I was 21. And we were together for about three months and it was a massive whirlwind. 
but it was super intense. I was head over heels in love with him. We were looking at mortgages together. We were looking at buying houses. We'd been on holiday. We'd booked another holiday. We'd talk about marriage and kids. And it was so intense and fast paced. And I genuinely thought he was the one. And then when it was over, I couldn't cope with the fact that it was over. I couldn't come to terms with it. And I ran, like running away or distracting myself or trying to force myself to like hook up with other guys, for example. That was how I tried to process it. But it took me, I'd say a good three or four years to fully, and even then, I'm not sure I would say fully heal from the breakup because I took a lot of the fear and the way that I was made to feel in that breakup into my next relationships, which negatively impacted them in a massive way. But I didn't allow myself to just sit and be sad. I was like, no, I'm not letting this happen to me. I, it was kind of the catalyst that made me decide to travel the world on my own, which was fantastic. But the reason that I wanted to travel the world was because I wanted to run away from my ex. So in doing that, it took me a really long time to heal. Whereas when I went through my last breakup, we'd been together for five years. I'd known him for seven. I'd been in love with him for about six and a half. We'd been in a bit of a situation ship for like a year and a half before we became official. We'd been through a lot together and instead of like this breakup was completely unexpected it kind of happened in a similar way to my other like the first big breakup completely unexpected happened overnight instead of running away I mean for a start I couldn't actually run away because three months later or four months later we went into lockdown but I sat with the feelings with the emotion with the sadness I spent weeks on the sofa when I needed to there were times where I was like nope getting up getting out I I think a week after the breakup I signed six new clients so I had to get up and get out which was amazing but then on the days where I just could not function because I was so heartbroken I just allowed myself to got my duvet snuggled up on the sofa put sex in the city on had my dog with me had tubs of ice cream and I allowed myself to process them. I did lots of different exercises, like writing letters to him and then obviously destroying them, not sending them to him, destroying them. I did lots of different things to allow myself to feel those emotions and process those emotions. And in allowing myself to feel those emotions, I was able to heal from the breakup in a much quicker time. So I think the timeline was probably around the two year mark from where I felt like I'd say 95% healed. There's still little bits of work to be done. And I know that going into a new relationship, there'll be new layers to heal because other things will come up as they always do from the past. But allow yourself to be sad, give yourself permission to be miserable. Just let it out, cry, watch things that you love. Sex in the City box set's my always go-to. Like whenever I go for a breakup, it's like, get the box set out, start it from the beginning, watch the whole lot in one go, maybe not one go, but over a course of a couple of days. 
Um, so that's that's the first thing that I wanted to say before we dive into the self-care. And then when it comes to the self-care kind of things, you have the basic self-care and you have the glamorous self-care, glamorous self-care. So the basic self-care, and I want to look at this on three different layers. So I have a concept called the 90-90 mindset concept, and there are three core values of this concept. The first being that you only need to be 90% confident 90% of the time to get what you deserve in life. The second, the second core principle is that you only need 90 seconds of confidence to make a decision or take an action that will change your life. And the third core principle is that there are three layers of confidence you need to work on to become 90% confident 90% of the time. But these three layers are also appropriate for the self-care stuff. So there are essentially three layers that you need to work on continually to feel good about yourself, to feel confident, to feel positive, to feel happy, to feel rested, to feel balanced. So the three layers are think, act and feel. So when it comes to self-care, you want to be caring for your mindset. So the thoughts that you're thinking, changing your inner narrative, becoming aware of any negative thinking that is impacting how you feel about yourself post breakup. Then there is the act layer. So these are the practical actions that you can take for yourself to look after your physical self. And then there is the feel layer. And these are things that you can do to energetically feel better about yourself. So in terms of the basic self-care stuff, for the think layer, you wanna be doing things like just having awareness around the thoughts that are going on in your mind. So what are you telling yourself about yourself because of this breakup? Are you telling yourself, I'm not good enough, I'm not skinny enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not clever enough, I'm not fun enough? What are you telling yourself that you're not enough of? Are you saying that you are the problem in terms of this breakup? Have you made this breakup mean that you are less than in some way? And what you wanna do is create awareness around that. So in any moment when you notice these thoughts are coming into your mind, acknowledge them, don't shame yourself for them, acknowledge them and say, oh, that's not a very kind thought. And choose a kinder thought. What can you say to yourself in these moments that is kinder, that's going to support you, that's going to look after you, that's gonna stop you feeling bad about yourself? What can you say? So it might be simply something like, I am enough. I love myself no matter what. I know that I can get through this. I trust myself to handle anything. Anytime you start to say something negative, switch that thinking as often as you can. This is a continual process. This isn't a sit down for 10 minutes, think about your thoughts, change your thoughts. This is a continual create that awareness throughout the day. So just slowly shift to kinder thoughts about yourself. And this isn't about toxic positivity this isn't about trying to be positive and feel good and tell yourself you're amazing when you feel like shit this is about 
acknowledging that you are saying negative things, allowing yourself to process these negative emotions, allowing yourself to feel them, and also then choosing something that feels kinder to you, that's gonna support you in the healing process. Then when it comes to the act layer for the basic self-care, you wanna do things that typically feel harder when we're going through something difficult. So make sure you're brushing your teeth, you're washing your face, you're having a shower. Try and move your body in some way, whether you can do a yoga class or Pilates or go to kickboxing or do a dance class. Do something to physically move your body. And these are the really simple things that, as I say, we often can forget when we're really struggling mentally. If all you do is get up and brush your teeth and put on a clean pair of pajamas that day, that's okay, you've done something. But this is your basic self-care to make sure that you are still nourishing yourself and you are supporting yourself through this breakup. Then the feel layer. So this is how you wanna feel in your body. Be mindful of the food that you're consuming. Now, comfort food is often our go-to when we're struggling, when we're going through a breakup. Yes, you want the tubs of Haagen-Dazs. Yes, you want the chocolate, the crisps, the carbs, and absolutely indulge in those. If you're having a day where everything is too much, absolutely indulge in those. Use those as treats. Use those to make yourself feel better. Comfort yourself, soothe yourself with food. That's absolutely okay. But on the days where you feel a little bit better, opt for the healthier options so that you can nourish yourself internally. Because when you do that, you'll also feel better mentally. So if you can have some more fruit or some more vegetables, or you can perhaps drink some orange juice, I know it's got a lot of sugar in it, but you still got your vitamin C in there. Like try and do something to feel better in your body, something that will support you physically. And if you can, things like meditation can really help you to just quieten your mind and just give you a few minutes of peace. Even if it's just five minutes a day, you're getting that break from the sadness, from the despair, from the upset, the hurt, the anger, and you're just having that five minutes of inner peace and that will dramatically change how you feel about yourself. So they're really like the basic, simple things that aren't gonna take a lot of energy from you or a lot of effort. And I wanted to talk about the more glamorous things. So the things that most people think about when it comes to self-care, the exciting things, the things that we enjoy more. So again, the think layer, this is where you wanna try and incorporate things like repeating affirmations. So instead of just changing your thoughts, you want to consciously repeat positive phrases to yourself. Like, I am lovable, I am enough, I am deserving of a healthy relationship. I love myself unconditionally. I trust that I can get through anything that life throws at me. And repeat those regularly. You could even set a timer, you could record a voice note for, like a voice memo and just play it back to yourself over and over again. You could write them out in your journal. But this is the more intense mindset work. And also what would come into this is things like journaling practices. So answering certain journal prompts, writing out empowerment lists such as 50 reasons I love myself or 30 things that I love about my body so that you're really dialing up the positive, empowering thoughts in your mind. 
these are kind of the fun practices if you like i've got a free resource called the confidence kit actually that's got different journal prompts in there so check that out in the show notes because if you're into journaling or you're new to journaling that will help you just understand what journaling is it's not specific to breakups but there is also breakup resources there are also breakup resources in the show notes that can help you specifically heal from a breakup as well so check those out um, but they're the kind of things affirmations journal prompts empowerment lists mindset monologues this is something that i talk about inside the confidence course Typically, when we're in a negative headspace, we spiral into what ifs. So what if I never find another partner? What if he was the one? What if they've met someone else and they've moved on really quickly? And those negative spirals can fill our body with feelings of anxiety. They can stress us out. They can make us feel panicky. But a mindset monologue is the opposite. So it's where you spiral upwards. So you go into what if this is the decision that catapults me into the next stage of my life what if I meet someone who's a thousand times better than my ex what if the one is the next person that I meet what if the this breakup leads me to a relationship where I'm loved beyond what I could ever have imagined like you just spiral into really positive thoughts then the act layer so this is where if you're feeling a little bit better this is where you want to do things like do your hair and makeup go and get your hair done at the hairdressers go and have your nails done have a massage go shopping, treat yourself to things that make you feel good. If you don't have the money to, go to somewhere like Boots and ask for a sample of foundation. Apply for free samples online. Like, there's no shame in that. Do something, buy yourself a little travel size um, bubble bath or shower gel, something that's going to make you feel really good, that's going to help make you feel pampered. Wear your red lipstick, do your makeup in a way that makes you feel amazing. Put on an outfit that you love. Um, have a long soak in a bubble bath with a magazine, light some candles. These are all practical actions you can do to make yourself feel good again and ways that you can take care of yourself. It's about lifting your mood, caring for yourself. Make sure that you go and see friends, hang out with friends, arrange for brunch or to go to the cinema or a workout class. Take yourself on a date, go out to the cinema, take yourself for food, do things that make you feel really good. And then on the feel side of things, the feel layer, in terms of the glamorous kind of stuff, you want to get into more energetic practices. So massages can fall into this category. Maybe go for a Reiki session. Maybe go for a card reading or speak to counsellors or therapists. You could do things like breath work. Breath work for me changed the game for me. So when I went through my last big breakup, in it was the end of 2019 but in at the end of 2019 or beginning of 2020 I started doing breathwork sessions and I went every single week for a year apart from twice I missed two classes I went every single week for an entire year and it I mean it wasn't pretty it wasn't it wasn't like a fun like glamorous yoga session type thing it was emotional I sobbed my heart out every session for a good four months, not just like a little bit of crying, like sobbed, really snotty, ugly crying face, hysterically crying. But for me, it really helped me to process things. It helped me to get out all the emotion. It was like an hour a week for me to just 
be in that energy, be in that sadness. If I needed to be in sadness, sometimes I'd come out feeling really empowered and really uplifted. But it gave me that time to just be with myself, to process, to let out the emotions, to try and help myself move on. And breath work's amazing because you don't, like, yes, it's active. So for 30 minutes of breathwork sessions, I do. I do breathwork sessions with someone called Marie Holden and I'll leave the link to her stuff in the show notes because she's amazing. I've worked with her for, since 2018 now. She's a mindset coach and energy healer and she's just brilliant. But the way she runs her breathwork sessions is for the first 30 minutes of the class, you do something called active breathing. So you do two breaths in through your mouth and then one breath out through your mouth. And you breathe along to music and you can go at your own pace and your own rhythm. And then after the first 30 minutes, you spend 30 minutes of just passive breathing. So you just lay there basking in the energy that you've created for yourself and you just relax and kind of come down. And it's a very, it's quite a spiritual practice, but it's a very calming practice. And you don't have to do a lot but you also do but you're it's kind of like subconscious work so you'll get into all the stagnant energy that's in your body you'll get into the kind of subconscious stuff your body knows what it needs to release and it releases it through your breathing and I am a massive advocate for it so something like that can really help you to feel better also practices like EFT where you tap on certain points of your body where and as you repeat a what's called a script so that again, you can release things subconsciously and shift the energy around. So I'd highly recommend doing those things. And they're kind of the more glamorous types of, of self-care. But I think what's really important is to reconnect with yourself. So spend some time reconnecting with you, with who you are, with your values, with what you want to achieve from your life. Recreate your vision, come back to yourself and who you are without that person. That's really important and the self-care practices are really what's he what helps us to do that. When you focus on self-care, you're able to reconnect with yourself deeper. Once you've reconnected with yourself, I say once you've reconnected with yourself, that's kind of an ongoing practice. But to help you with that, you might want to create yourself a routine or a ritual that you can do every day. It could be simply like a five minute morning routine, it could be an hour long morning routine, it could be a 10 minute nightly ritual. My evening ritual is really, really simple, but I do it every single night and it always makes me feel really good about myself. And that's what we want. And something else that's really important to mention is talking to friends and family. That can be self-care as well. I know for me, when I'm going through something really hard, I shut down, I hibernate, I step back from everyone, I don't want to talk to anyone, I just want to be me on my own. But sometimes that's not not completely healthy. It is to a certain extent, it's great to have time on your own, but you also need to connect with other people so they can support you. The people you love, your friends, your family, your colleagues, colleagues the people who love you, they want to be there for you and to support you during the, the time of a breakup. So don't be afraid to go to them and just be like, I am really, really struggling. And it can feel hard at first, but the more you get used to asking for help, the easier it will become. So speak to your friends and family, make time for them. You might also want to find some new activities and hobbies. So 
go, go to a dance class, go to a kickboxing class, meet people who go for regular walks, you could go paddleboarding. There's so many different activities or hobbies you could do. You could go to art classes, find something that you've always wanted to do and commit to doing that for yourself. Now that you're by yourself, what you wanna do is find something that lights you up, that gets you out of the house, that reminds you that there is a life outside of your partner and this breakup. You get to create a whole new life for yourself right now. How exciting is that? See this as an exciting opportunity of, I can literally do anything I want to do now because I've got no one that I'm tied down to. So find a new activity, find a new hobby. And as I said before, just give yourself permission to grieve for as long as possible. The grieving process varies from person to person. Give yourself time to grieve. It might be a few weeks, it might be a few months, it might even be a few years, and that's absolutely okay. There are five stages of grief that we experience. They are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And this is something I talk about in my um, the Breakup Bounce Back course. So we talk about how to work through each stage of the five stages of grief when it comes to a breakup. So it's not so much self-care practices, but it's practical exercises that you can do to help you move through that stage of grief. And then there's also other modules to help you rebuild your self-confidence, um, recreate your vision for your life moving forward, and to help you release the past as well. So there's the, the four stages of, of that course. So it's get over your ex, release the past, rebuild your self-confidence and rewrite your future. So if you wanna check that out, you can do that and that's gonna support you even more. So going through a breakup isn't easy. Nobody said it would be. Some might feel easier than others. Some might be harder than others. But you really wanna prioritize your self-care because the more you care for yourself, the better you're going to feel. And the better you feel, the easier it's gonna be for you to heal from that heartbreak and for you to come out the other side of that breakup much quicker. So don't feel like you can't take care of yourself. Self-care isn't selfish. Look after yourself in as many ways as possible. And coming up next, in the next episode, I've got a bit of a topic that might just trigger some of you. Were they really your best friend? It's gonna be an interesting one. I think, I'm going to get, I think I'm going to be a bit sassy on it because I've got a lot that I want to say about this. But it might be a little bit difficult for some of you to swallow, which is fine because that's the point. I'm hoping that it will bring a whole new perspective to you to help you heal from your breakup and to help you move on. Make sure you check the show notes for helpful resources on bouncing back from breakups, healing from heartbreak and rebuilding your self-confidence. You'll also find links to the other episodes in this season. So if you need help overcoming a breakup, getting over the guilt of ending a relationship, or you want to feel confident after a breakup, you can head to the episode of your choice there. And I will see you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Date With Confidence podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Subscribe, rate and review, and share it with your single friends.